Uh, Armageddon Time by Willie Williams. You're with Julian on the brown note and the fallacy of fair or equal pay in women's sport, uh, which has reared its head again due to the FIFA Women's World Cup currently on here in Sydney, uh, but not on Channel 7. Thanks, FIFA, for the giving the rights to those guys. Now, there is a very valid battle for fair or equal pay for women. But sport isn't it. And it comes up all the time. And the people in the media that focus on it never ever mention the difference between sport and working in an office or as a, you know, a fireman, a nurse, a doctor, a teacher, in any other comparable job where there is a historic disparity between the pay that a woman has earned, as well as other factors. Because pay in sport is entertainment money. It has nothing to do with fairness. Um, <clears throat> it's decided by how much revenue is generated, usually te television revenue. That's it. It's sponsorship revenue, television revenue, people buying tickets. It's got nothing to do with fair, unless you're saying that the amount of money being generated by you is fair, in which case, if you're generating less revenue, you don't deserve as much pay. <clears throat> it doesn't, it annoys me because the battle for fair pay is a genuine one between the sexes, um, but it isn't about entertainment. For instance, Taylor Swift gets paid a lot more money than Kylie Minogue. And they're both entertainers. They're both famous globally. They've both had huge careers. Taylor Swift gets an awful lot more money than Kylie Minogue. Not because Kylie Minogue is worse or doesn't try as hard, but because the public have decided to give Taylor Swift more money. There's no equation here relating to your endeavour. You can argue that one person is more or less talented, but you can argue that the other way around as well, and it doesn't come into the fact that a lot of very untalented people have become very famous and made a lot of money. I think most of the Kardashians are worth a billion dollars. I still don't understand how. It's got nothing to do with who's more talented or works harder. The public decided to give her more money. The big thing that came up was the USA soccer team, football team, getting less money than the men's soccer team. And there was a valid point made, which is, in America, the, U the women's soccer team, the country soccer team, was more successful and more prominent than the men's. But they didn't get paid for that. They got paid by being the, the revenue generated by the World Cup being divvied up to each nation. The men's World Cup generated, the last men's World Cup generated $4 billion, mostly in television rights globally and sponsorship rights and everything else. And that's divvied up between the nations that partake in it by FIFA. The women's World Cup generated, I think, $330 million. So about 1-11th of the revenue that was generated by the Men's World Cup. The idea that there's a parity there is ludicrous. And the other thing is, people make out that it's sexist, but the players in the 
USA female soccer team earn an awful lot more money than lower league men teams because the lower league men teams don't generate the same revenue. So we're already seeing this enormous disparity of the making a competition that earns a lot less, mo- a lot less money give a much higher percentage of it to the women's teams because of the bad look. But entertainment revenue has never been fair. No one in soccer is worth $600,000 a week. No one's worth that by any other metric than the revenue that's being generated. A footballer who's the 10,000th best footballer on earth isn't as good as what he does as the world's greatest all-time lawn bowler. The world's all-time greatest lawn bowler doesn't get a lot of money. He doesn't get $600,000 a week. The guy that's the 10,000th best footballer in the world might get 50 grand a week. I bet the lawn bowler doesn't get that a year. It's not based on fairness in that context. And the whole notion of tennis as well is a furphy because the idea that men play for five sets and go through four hours and the women's game, I like. I rarely watch tennis. I watched one of the Australian Opens and I don't know if it was the final or the semi-final, but it went, the women's one went 6-1, uh, 6-0 and lasted for about 70 minutes. And the men's semi-final went for like four and a half hours and was this titanic battle. It was... Based on Endeavour, so much better. Yet, that has nothing to do with revenue being generated by television audiences and sponsors. It's irrelevant. It's not based on how many calories you burn. And to me, it's a slight against the whole battle for fair wages. Because a lot of athletes that are doing this are already really well remunerated for what they're doing. And there's plenty of others that aren't. But... The pay in sport has nothing to do with fairness. It's entertainment money. The fair battle for women's pay is completely true. Historically, women are paid less for men for doing the same job. But sport distorts that picture by saying that a woman who is a manager of an accounts payable department getting less than the male equivalent in that same role is somehow related to a female tennis player and a male tennis player. There's no correlation here at all. Women are impacted not only from the uh, being historically lower paid than men, which they are, but also through the impact of their lives and in childbirth and in lots of other areas where they take time out of their earnings for historically the majority of child raising being done by women and losing them like in australia we have superannuation the more you work the more you pay into your retirement women have a smaller amount going in historically because they're working less years and for lower pay so it's it's not fair to keep bringing up sport as being the arbiter of fairness at work because it's it's money for Nothing, really. It's money for the fact the public want to watch your sport.